Hi guys, welcome to today's podcast episode. I am so sorry that I unintentionally took kind of a break from this. It totally was not planned. I didn't expect to do that. And I do apologize. Um, I've gotten a couple questions about that, so I will address kind of what's been going on. Uh, But we are back. Hello. Hi. And I have a lot I kind of need to catch you up on today overall. So today's episode is going to be kind of like an update on these last few weeks of my life, what I've been going through, and then specifically more focused on the holidays, relationships, and I kind of realized I have a, like, negative, um, unlucky streak almost with relationships around the holidays these last couple of years, and this idea came to me last night when I was reminded of it, where I was like, this would make a really good podcast episode to kind of fill you in on some of my more recent now, like, fears (laughs) around dating during the holiday season. And we'll touch upon my mental health as well with the holidays coming up because that plays into the first thing that I want to talk about today, which is an update on what's been going on and then kind of why I did take a break from recording episodes. I honestly don't even know how many weeks it's been since I have been here sitting on my bed recording an episode but I will address it. Anyway, if you are new, hello, hi. Um, Breaking Up is primarily a dating slash relationship focused podcast where I share either personal stories that I have been through um, or any like friends or just anything going on that relates more to love life and then also my personal life because I think a mix of you definitely tune in to hear about OnlyFans and what I've been going through or like YouTube stuff and then the other half is here for the content. So I appreciate you both for being here. Um, But let's kind of dive into what's been going on. So I am recording this on December 17th at like 6 p.m. It's kind of rush hour right now in Minnesota and I do live kind of on a busy street. So I'm hoping that you won't hear rush hour noises, but I do live in an apartment kind of in the city. So if you catch any of that, that is what's up. Um, But it's also my half birthday. When I said it was December 17th, I realized, oh my gosh, it's my half birthday. And that used to be such a big deal growing up because I have a summer birthday and at my school that I went to, obviously you can't celebrate summer birthdays. So for those kids that had summer birthdays, we celebrated your half birthday. And my half birthday was always like the week before holiday break. So it was always exciting and we'd they do like a special birthday celebration for you as a kid at my school. So that was just a little reminder that it's my half birthday, which is crazy that I'm already halfway through my 25th year. It has flown by. I mean, 2020 definitely. I mean, 2020 has both like flown by, but at the same time has been like the lowest year ever. But my birth year, 25, I feel like is going by really quickly. Um, I feel like I literally just turned 25 yesterday and now here we are like halfway through my my year here on earth as a 25 year old which is scary but um anyway I think the last episode that I did on this podcast was maybe like three weeks ago I want to say and it was focused on like podcasting from a business side and how to make money podcasting and how to get started and all of that Um, I got a lot of positive feedback on that, so I do want to make more on, like, YouTube from a business standpoint and maybe Instagram and anything else that I kind of dive into, but since then, 
Uh, things have definitely kind of shifted. I mean, I think we've all felt the world gets so dark so early and that can affect people in so many different ways. It honestly sucks that I tend to wake up on the later side and then I blink and it's dark outside and the whole day is gone. And I think that can totally affect you in so many ways and it's been harder for me to kind of stick to my previous schedules because I am completely like self-employed. I make my own schedules and it's just a lot of things have kind of been shifted, especially with Thanksgiving. That week just threw me out of my routine so much that it's been hard to settle back into something that works well for me. And honestly, I mean, I don't talk about this a lot. I'm really open about it when I do, but I do have bipolar. Um, I have cyclothymia bipolar, so my cycles tend to be pretty quick um, and not as, like, low and high, if that makes sense, but every once in a while, I can definitely dip really low or peak insanely high with mania, so lately, I've just kind of noticed I've dealt more with my bipolar head-on. You know, I, I don't really notice it a lot. It's just what makes me me, and it's part of being a Gemini and all of this stuff. Like, I don't really see it as, um, like, a challenge in my everyday life, but every once in a while, it can cause issues, and I've had to deal with um, more mental health-focused situations lately and settling that, and I'm really thankful to already be back in therapy this year because I don't think I would have the necessary tools to chat with somebody about it had I not previously been seeing my therapist already. So, um, I think the week of Thanksgiving just threw me out of my routine. I was pulling a lot of all-nighters trying to get work done, but then also trying to see friends and family during the day because I wasn't having my typical work day. I was drinking a lot of caffeine and I actually cut coffee out of my diet because coffee can give me really bad panic attacks and just overall anxiety and paranoia, which I already tend to get if I'm going through a bipolar episode. And if you remember, or if you watch my YouTube videos, um, my friend and I filmed a Starbucks tasting test video where we tried my subscribers' like favorite Starbucks drinks, which was super, super fun. And this is totally on me. And I just did not kind of keep in mind how much caffeine I was drinking, but I drank a lot of coffee that day and I had a really bad bipolar episode that night. It was just horrible, just like really just paranoia, panic attacks, anxiety, fighting, just like bad. It was a bad mix of just not sleeping, um, cycling and all this stuff. So I definitely slowed down since then and spent some time trying to get back on track with my routine and eating right and not having a lot of caffeine and focusing on my mental health and my podcast kind of just got pushed to the side, not intentionally. And I also wanted to really have a specific topic in mind before I came back. So now that I do have something where I'm like, this would make a great podcast episode and I'm excited to chat with you guys about it, that's why I'm here. And I just didn't really want to record something if I was going through mental health struggles because I know my mind wouldn't be in the proper productive headspace to give you the best content. I hope that made sense. Um, but I'm totally okay and I'm doing completely fine. I have a great support system and I'm in therapy, so there's no need to worry. It's just something that kind of comes with having bipolar and sometimes it happens and 
I just have to learn from it. Something that I do actually um, like appreciate about bipolar is I always know when I'm feeling down that it's temporary and I will feel better again. Whereas in high school, I was misdiagnosed with depression and that was kind of, it felt very heavy to me because it's like, oh, I'm always going to be sad. I'm always going to be down. And it always felt like a little off. Like I never felt like I was really depressed enough to like be diagnosed with it or have to take antidepressants, which did not help me at all. And it's because I didn't have it. I had bipolar and I just wasn't being like studied long enough, I guess, for someone to properly see that. And it's really hard to actually diagnose children or adolescents with bipolar because the brain develops in such a different way than adults that have or are diagnosed with bipolar. Um, so it takes a while to properly be bi- be diagnosed, but what I do like about bipolar is that when I feel down and I do feel kind of like sad, I'm not stuck in that. I kind of try to do what I would normally do and go to, and then go to bed hope, hoping that when I wake up it will be over because I know that it's just part of the cycle and it's going to be fine and I'll feel really, really happy soon. And that's something too where I am so hesitant to take any medication to stabilize my symptoms because I'm afraid of losing that high, happy, the world is amazing, I can do anything type of manic feeling. And I really love that. And it's what it really pushes me creatively to have such wonderful ideas and to get shit done. So if any of those questions popped up in your mind as you were kind of hearing what I've been going through, I hope that helped explain where my head is at with everything, but besides that, you know, life has been pretty great. (laughs) Um, Just completely work-focused right now. Minnesota is back on lockdown, so I haven't really been going anywhere, and I was actually planning on recording a podcast episode last week, but I got super sick. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was COVID. I've been quarantining as well. Um, I did get tested for COVID and it came back negative. So I don't know if it was a false negative or if I was just sick with something else very similar. If you can also hear my cats playing, I'm so sorry, but all those little like thuds and skirt marks are them running on the carpet. It's a very high quality production set over here. (laughs) But yeah, I've also been sick like the last week and it may have been COVID. It may not have been. I got tested. We don't really know. And I wanted to keep that on the DL because I just didn't want people's opinions about it getting out or like, I don't know. It just, I wanted to keep it a little bit more private. And I think if I tested positive, I would talk more about it, but it's just, I don't know for sure what it was. And the test came back negative. So who really knows? But I have also just been completely alone in my apartment, not seeing anyone. I am not seeing my family who I have been seeing regularly like before this, who I've been in like that bubble with. Um, I won't be seeing them until Christmas just to be safe, even though it will be like three weeks by then. But I just really don't want to mess anything up before Christmas because I want to spend that day with them as well as um, Tyler, who I think I've talked about. I feel like I've been more open about that in some YouTube videos, so I feel more comfortable mentioning that. But um, <laughs> transitioning more towards dating in the holiday season, um, I ended up bringing him home for Thanksgiving, which was unexpected, but fun. And I slightly, like, if you catch it, I'm so like happy because I slid it in so slyly in one of my videos, but I did mention how I brought him home for Thanksgiving 
and that was the first time he met my family. I had been seeing him for two years almost at this point. It will be, oh my god, in a week it will be two years. Wow, that's crazy. I guess like we've been on and off, so it doesn't really feel like two years, but it in a way is two years, so time flies. But finally, he uh, met the parents and the siblings, the whole fam. I mean, it was really small, and the only reason that I did bring him home, well, there were a few. I just want to clarify because it is a strange year and we did not have a big Thanksgiving at all. Honestly, we didn't even have turkey because uh, that's a whole other story, but we ended up having a chicken and we called it a mini turkey. But it was just my immediate family that I've already been seeing, like I said, and Tyler wasn't going home for Thanksgiving. He lives in Wisconsin. He doesn't live there. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? His family lives in Wisconsin and because of COVID, He was not going to go home to see anyone. He was just going to be here in his apartment by himself. I had already been seeing both him and my family. So any chances of like COVID interactions, you know, it's like, well, I would already had exposed them if that, like I already would have exposed them if that were the issue. And he was just at the apartment, just seeing me like being very safe as well. So I simply just invited him saying like, you're more than welcome to come with me because no one should really be spending Thanksgiving alone like that. It just felt so sad. And, you know, it's kind of odd because we are not, we are together, but we're not. And I won't get into that because that's like, I've done full episodes on this podcast about, did you hear my cat hiss? Oh my God. They are intensely fighting right now. And she just hissed at Marnie. Holy crap. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of wise because he wasn't going home, so he would have just been here at the apartment, so I invited him, um, and it was really good. I think it helped him kind of understand why I am the way that I am and where I come from. He's, strangely enough, been in my family's house before, but not when anyone was home, just when I was, like, dog-sitting and watering plants and stuff when my family was out of town, like, over a year ago, pre-COVID days, but... It was a very nice, low-key Thanksgiving dinner with my family, and everything just felt really content and comfortable and right, and I'm really happy about that because looking back, I have a bad track record with Thanksgiving and holidays and breakups, and this honestly was kind of scaring me. It felt more like a a trend or a pattern at this point, or honestly, like a curse. So I was really afraid what would happen to us around the holidays because this could have been my third holiday in a row where I was going through a breakup, like on that day. Um, starting back in 2018, my previous partner and I, of also two years, broke up right before the holidays, and that was incredibly difficult for me because we hadn't told our extended families yet that we were no longer together, but that relationship, you know, he was always with me for holidays, so when I showed up for Thanksgiving, the grandparents and aunts and uncles and everyone were like, where is he? And I wasn't ready to tell people that we broke up yet, so it was difficult to try to say that, you know, we're just not together for this holiday, and it was so hard and I just remember drinking wine like a lot and almost like dissociating like I don't have a lot of memories about that um all I remember is that I took photos with my mom and was drinking and like not really talking to people and then that Christmas about a month later and you know how sometimes after a breakup even if it's official and you broke up you may see each other 
not like that type of way but like after that relationship it just it was so hard to process and we got dinner a few times and we had a lot of closure opportunities to kind of talk through what we were both going through a breakup and in a way we were going through it together but separately because we were both like we saw each other a couple times and each time I feel like I wanted something different there were times where one of us wanted to get back together and the other one didn't and then we would switch like wants you know and then the next time the other person wanted the other thing and vice versa like we were both trying to get over it separately but still seeing each other and then by the end it just became very clear that this is over so I was still kind of in contact with him and I remember that Thanksgiving he like told me that his grandparents said hi and that all this stuff so it was really hard and then by the time it was that Christmas I just remember spending that Christmas crying in my grandparents bathroom the entire night and nobody really knew what was going on and I had one of my aunts who I was fairly close with at the time kind of like come into the kitchen by the bathroom and be like what is going on like what's wrong and I was just like a mess and I had like gone through something like a couple days before that was really messing with me that just hurt me more and it was just so hard and even my mom was like girl what the heck like everyone's wondering why like why you're crying and I couldn't like say a full sentence I don't know it just hit me a lot harder that Christmas that he wasn't there that it was completely over and I took something was like making me really emotional around that time and it was really challenging to kind of realize because I kept thinking back to the Christmas before and you know with rose-colored glasses and how wonderful it was and then to flash forward a year later to where I was and how badly I was hurting it made it really difficult but you know what it's been two years time heals things change like three days after that I went on my first date with Tyler and here we are still seeing each other so things can change fairly quickly but the following Thanksgiving, the next year, which would be last year for us, I feel like that's so confusing, um, Thanksgiving 2019 now, a year later from the first heartbreak, Tyler and I actually break up. We uh, break up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And before this, here I am thinking, thank God I'm not heartbroken this year. Like, I can go to Thanksgiving and be happy and like myself and I have this new boyfriend to like show off and tell everyone about because he's so awesome and then we, I, I talk a lot about this in my old vlogs from the time, so I feel more comfortable resharing it because it's already out there on the internet if you like deep dive back into the reasons. But, you know, back then he didn't want kids and that really drove a wedge between our relationship because you start to feel like you're wasting your time or like, what are we doing? If we want different things in the end, it's not going to work. So it, nothing really bad happened, you know, like no one cheated. We didn't get into a big fight. It was just one of those things where the holidays tend to make it really real suddenly and that freaked him out, I think. Um, and he was the one that decided to end things the day before Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Um, so again, I was like a mess and that year was at my parents' place, but my grandparents still came over. And again, I wasn't ready to tell anyone that we broke up because it just happened the day before. So my parents, my grandparents, everyone, I'm just trying to fool and still say like, yeah, we're great. He does this, like blah, blah, blah. And I was hurting inside and I just was drinking a lot of wine again and I just felt like such a failure because it was two Thanksgivings in a row where I was a heartbroken mess and it hurt and I was 
I hated Thanksgiving at this point because now negative, sad memories are starting to be associated with it. And I had one good holiday season with a significant other um, who would go to everything and just it this was like 2017 with that previous partner where, you know, I just felt like, wow, this is so wonderful. I can like see your future here. I like, you just have all those like romantic gushy feelings. So then when we broke up, it was really difficult to accept and hope that you'll find that again. And then to go through it again, the following Thanksgiving with another person, it's just like hard to have hope almost that, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a heartbreak. So it is what it is. But once again, I was just trying to keep it all to myself and keep it inside and not cry and go through this Thanksgiving in my head alone, even though I was there with my family and it was difficult. By Christmas 2019, we were back together. So it was okay. And that kind of became the nature of our relationship, unfortunately. But we have, and that is why we are not labeling what we're going through right now. I have a whole podcast episode on that. I think it's called Why I'm Not Defining My Relationship, which explains everything more. If you want to give that a listen, that might clarify some things for you. But I just realized this year, as I was driving Tyler home, that it will be the first Thanksgiving in like three years where I'm not heartbroken or going through a secret breakup where I'm actually like still sort of together with someone because like I said we're not like officially labeling anything but it's been two years it's it's complicated but it it works for us if that makes sense um but leading up to it I was definitely getting a little paranoid and I was becoming a lot more anxious and part of this could have been the bipolar episode it could have been like the loss of sleep that week and just being overworked and everything I was going through with the week of Thanksgiving like I kind of already mentioned but I just felt this unease of anxiety, wondering, like, are we going to be okay by Thursday, like, for Thanksgiving? Or is this going to be another year of heartbreak? Will we make it or will I be hurt and secretly trying to be okay around my family? But it was really, really nice and comfortable and just, like, so finally, like, like, oh, this is nice, not being sad on Thanksgiving. So that was nice. And I just hope that thanks or I just hope that Christmas will be the same. And that's why I'm quarantining most of this month at home because I was sick with something. I had very similar symptoms to COVID and that's why I'm just so not sure if it was that or like a cold or what, but I don't know. So I just don't want anything bad to happen on Christmas. And it's just interesting to me the breakdown of how I always tended to get hurt or go through a breakup right before the holidays and I know this is like a pretty common trend especially with like Valentine's Day and all of that because people may not like the holidays just amplify everything and I think it's why one of my breakups occurred on the holidays because suddenly families are involved and you realize like how real something may be. And so if you're not mutually feeling that way, or if there are some underlying issues, like with the whole kids thing that we went through, it can cause people to tend to get serious and end things or I don't know. It's just, it highlights some emotions that may have just been swept under the rug prior to holidays. And 
it's something I've always kind of looked out for now because I am a little like casually triggered. I don't know, like low-key triggered. I hate using that word lightly, but I don't know another word right now to describe it. Like just on edge a little bit around Thanksgiving. But this year especially, I just noticed a ton of old emotions starting to resurface in my mind. I mean, I'm a huge self-reflector and I spend a lot of time thinking about my past or reading old journal entries. And this is something that even back at age 17 with the same therapist that I'm still seeing now, she really focused on me not doing that and kind of sticking to a... 10 80 10 rule which I don't know if she made that up and I don't or if it's like a common thing in therapy or if other people are familiar with it but I always think about that where 80% of the time I need to think about the present and I'm allowed to think about the past 10% and the future 10% because I tend to really focus on either or and get really stressed about it or sad so 80% of the time I need to focus on just being present and allowing myself to not freak out, but I am a huge self-reflector, and I do look back a lot depending on, like, what the date is or, you know, a year from today I was doing this and X, Y, and Z, so around the holidays, I definitely tend to, like, think back about my past a lot, whether those are good memories or bad, and this year I just feel like I was really heavily remembering the good and the bad years with whoever I was seeing because I uh, am at kind of like a pretty content point in my life. I don't know if that makes sense, but just kind of being like, wow, like finally, (laughs) not a horrible holiday season. Um, And I'm really glad that I didn't, because my biggest fear was like, oh, third time's the charm. Like this would be year three of getting broken up with or whatever. So I'm glad that we didn't hit that because then I would really start to think that something is wrong or that I am actually cursed. But you know, all is well. And I hope everyone else listening had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you celebrate that, Christmas is in literally a week, I believe. Christmas Eve will be in a week, which is crazy. I luckily went Christmas shopping really early this year and everything is wrapped and ready to go. Looking back, I'm so glad that I did that because I wasn't planning on getting sick and quarantining, but it would have made it a lot more challenging to buy some gifts from like Target and stuff. Um, Everything is like ready to go. So I'm pretty excited for that and we'll see. I'll probably end up doing one more podcast episode before 2021, which is just crazy that the new year is right around the corner. I have so many exciting big plans for this kind of shift in the new year that I can't wait. A lot of things have already been like in the works or recorded and it's just a matter of time before I start publishing them. It's just like fun content ideas that I've been waiting until the new year to post about and I think it's going to go really well. Some is related to OnlyFans. Like, I started OnlyFans in January of 2020 and it kind of took off on my YouTube channel for doing the videos. I tried OnlyFans for a week and this is how much I made. And then I tried OnlyFans for a month and this is how much I made. Well, you know what comes after a month? A year. So I will be doing a I tried OnlyFans for a year video and this is how much I made. And I cannot wait to share that with you and really talk about what I've learned this whole year on that platform. It's 
crazy that it's been almost a year when I literally thought I would just do it for a week's video and just give it a, a chance and see what happens. And here we are still seeing what will happen. Speaking of OnlyFans too, I did want to mention if you noticed or not if you noticed, but if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or my Facebook page for my public platform, I was recently featured in a Refinery29 article by Hannah Rim, who is a wonderful human being. She interviewed me a few weeks ago for this article, and it's all about how you make money on OnlyFans or how certain people are making money on the platform. Um, It was a wonderful experience. I shared it on my Instagram stories with a swipe up, and it's saved in a couple of my highlights on my Instagram page, so if you look through... I'm sure you can find it. Otherwise, I I also tweeted it and then it's on my Facebook page. So there are ways to find it. Or I'm sure you could literally just Google Hannah Rim Refinery 29 OnlyFans and stuff will come up. But it was so fun and I'm really glad I got to be part of that article because my section aside, like I was able to read about so many other creators and even the founder or CEO, I can't remember which one of OnlyFans himself kind of talking about the platform. So it's just a wonderfully done sex working positive article that doesn't really shame what anyone is doing online. And a lot of the times when I get emails asking about if I want to be interviewed for something or be on a podcast or if I can or if someone can use my videos for a project, I'm really hesitant because you can't always tell someone's intentions and sometimes, especially like the older generation, unfortunately, are super like negative around OnlyFans and there have been some instances where I have considered being part of a project or documentary and then I look more into it and think back on the specific questions that they ask, you know, about like, how is this going to affect your job search later on in life? Or do you really think this is like going to last? And I decide not to be part of it because I just, I would hate to have someone narrate what I'm doing negatively or just, you know, not really highlight what I'm doing in the best light. And This article is very positive and I have nothing but great things to say about it. So I highly recommend checking it out. Something that she did mention in the article, which I'm completely fine with and I told her she totally can and I am very transparent about it, but she mentioned how much money I make a month and it's a crazy amount even to me. Like I'm thinking back a year ago when I really was struggling to pay my rent every month and I had so many loans. Like, the loans alone were killing me. Um, So, to me, that's just, it's crazy. I know it's subjective and to some it may not be, but to me, I'm just really grateful and blown away by it. And I don't want that number to just kind of, like, live out there and go unaddressed or not noticed. Like, I don't want to just become arrogant to the fact that that number is out there. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. I just feel the need to kind of explain what I'm doing with my income not like I owe an explanation to anyone, but it kind of helps me feel more comfortable with sharing that really personal bit of information right now because you can look at my lifestyle, you can watch my vlogs, you can see the apartment that I live in and not realize how much I'm making. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. You see stuff from like Tana Mojo who's like literally throwing $100 bills in your face every time she's posting something and she has that one song where she sings, I'm sorry, I'm rich and you're not and just has such a different attitude about it. 
But I just want to say that about like 95% of what I'm earning right now is going straight into savings. I am not touching it. It's either being invested into my retirement fund, my personal like individual investing fund, or my high interest savings account because as I mentioned in a couple podcast episodes ago, I am saving for a house right now. I'm saving for a down payment and I don't want to be frivolous with my spending and I never really was because I never really had that financial stability to do to do that before. So I'm definitely not spending like I'm making money. Everything is kind of going into savings besides what I need to pay rent and my bills for the month and I still try to be super super careful with my money because yes the money might be here right now but something that kind of stays with me from childhood is that this it's like this fear that the money might not be there tomorrow because it never really felt stable to me growing up and I talk a lot about this in some videos that I think are going up either the last week of December or like the first few weeks of January soon. I mean, I think I mentioned it in a couple videos, so I'm not sure which one I'm thinking of and I've already recorded a ton, but soon within like the next month or so, you should hear more about that. But yeah, I just don't want people to like see that amount on the article and think of me different or wonder what I'm like wasting my money on. I mean, I get a lot of trolls on the internet trying to tell me how to spend my money or telling me that I'm wasting my money or that I shouldn't have done this or that or that I need to get a roommate or you know, it's just insane the amount of people that like give me unsolicited advice advice when really I'm I'm doing fine. Like, thank you very much, but I'm okay. And I definitely am trying to be as smart as I can about my money. And like I said, most of it goes straight into savings for that house and for any other reasons like taxes. I'm going to have to pay so much in taxes and I actually plan on doing a full video on paying taxes this year because I get so many questions about paying OnlyFans taxes that I'm just going to vlog it. We'll experience it together. I'll be very transparent and tell you exactly how much I had to pay and all of that. So that will come out probably March. I want to get my taxes done as soon as possible, but because I have so many streams of revenue, I have a lot of paperwork and things that I'm just waiting to arrive in the mail. So depending on when I get all of my forms and when I can get in with a tax advisor, I will get that filed. I will vlog it. I'll post the vlog and we can all learn together about that experience paying OnlyFans taxes for the first time, um, as well as just like being a self-employed person paying taxes because my income, I mean, it's no secret that it has increased a lot this year. So I know that I will have to pay a lot of taxes. And I don't know how much quite yet, so a lot of my savings and how much I'm earning might have to go directly back to the government. We'll see. I'm not sure what will happen, um, but highly recommend checking out that article. She did a wonderful job, and I just wanted to explain a little bit more about where my money is going, not like I need to, because it's my money. I can do whatever I want with it, but you guys have been on such a big journey with me this year. I almost feel like you... like. I owe you that much to tell you what I'm doing with it, if that makes sense. But one more thing, the same day that the article came out too, I almost forgot, but someone included this podcast in their top 40 dating or breakup podcast episode list of 2020. So thank you so much for including this podcast. That was really awesome to be in a list of like the top podcasts of 2020. It was 
a really cool feeling of accomplishment because I started this podcast just in February of 2020, so not even a full year yet. And to see it kind of be like full circle and have this, it gives me a lot of motivation to stick with it and continue to record because I love hearing your feedback on it and it's such a fun like vent for me to be able to just talk for half an hour to an hour on here and it helps me work through some of my thoughts or feelings in a way. I'm a very vocal or just like not even vocal. Sometimes I just have to write it out, but it helps me go through whatever I'm stuck thinking about if I can talk about it or write about it and this helps me a lot. So thank you so much for listening for all those reasons and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode kind of giving you an update on how I've been my mental health, my weird sickness that I've been going through, um, a little weird holiday curse of mine with breakups right before the holidays and how this year was just so nice to not have to go through a breakup during the holiday season, um, as well as some OnlyFans updates and my income. So I think I, I sprinkled in a mix of a lot of content here. So I hope that you enjoyed and I'll see you real soon for the next podcast episode. In the meantime, please don't forget to follow or subscribe on whatever streaming platform you are listening to. Give us a five-star review and follow the podcast. Wow. I thought I had it. I really thought I had that all in one breath. I was so close. (laughs) Um, Follow the podcast Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast. You know, funny enough, someone tried to hack into this Instagram account the other night at like 2 a.m. and I saw the emails coming in. Don't even try because I have like two-factor authentication. My text, my phone number like is attached to it. The email, I have a security key. Like I have, there's so much. There's no way you're getting in. But I thought it was funny because out of all accounts to try to hack, my Instagram for my podcast is just so not what I thought someone would be after. Um, It only has like 100 followers. Like you're not getting anything out of it. But Definitely give that Instagram a follow because I do podcast updates on there and I did share the top 40 list that I was included in on my podcast Instagram story and just all the details are over on that Instagram. So breaking up underscore podcast as well. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the breaking up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast, 
in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too. So if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it. So go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today.